Welcome to the Business Legends Podcast, where we interview business leaders and entrepreneurs so that you can learn from their mistakes, pump up your own inspiration, and grow your bottom line. My name is Reese Arlen, host of the show, and uh, Christian didn't join me today. He's actually uh, out for feeling not too well, but uh, he's he's just a big old baby. I'm, I'm sure that he'll be fine tomorrow. Uh, don't forget that we're accompanied by the greatest videographer on the face of the earth, Mr. David Woodruff with Genesis Film. He's not on a mic right now, but but he's here behind us, and when you see us on video, you will know who did it. Today, I have a very special guest, somebody that I am proud to have been able to call a friend now for a couple years, yeah. uh, Miss Heather Watkins, owner of uh, Waxing the City in Huntersville. Heather, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you for having me. We, we are off to a fantastic start. We've had our <laughs> coffee. You know, not, not only, by the way, are you like the hardest working mom that I know in the world, but you're also the most energetic of all. So I, I may have fed you a little bit too much caffeine Probably, before yeah, this, but yeah. we, we're definitely off to a fun conversation. So right. um, let's dig into it. Um, you've, you've had quite some crazy ups and downs and swings and lefts and rights with your career, but how did you land on Waxing the City of all things? Um, so I was working for Anytime Fitness, that franchise managing a gym up in Huntersville. And I went to the Anytime Fitness um, conference in Louisville, Kentucky in 2018, that September. And when I got there, we were surrounded with, you know, thousands of Anytime franchisees. It was just high energy. I'm like, this is my deal. This is where this I fit jam. in. This, this is my jam. Um, and when we were there, I noticed every, like another third of the people were dressed in orange and white. And I saw another company in their logo and um, it was called Waxing the City. So I didn't pay much attention, but I was kind of intrigued. Like, who? why is Waxing the City with any yeah. fitness? And I should have done my research. Um, Waxing the City brand is actually owned by Self-Esteem Brands, which owns Anytime Fitness and Waxing the City and two other concepts. So we were there for four nights, and it was, you know, classes and um, um, uh, learning, you know, going all to. All about these yes, things. Yes, all yeah. about this and fitness and how to grow your bottom line and um different sessions for four days, and then a lot of fun weaved into. Yeah. They really, anytime, can put on an amazing conference. So I'm obviously a real people person, and I was really intrigued with this other brand that was there. So while we were there, I would walk up to people and say, tell me about this waxing franchise. Yeah. I come from a franchise marketing background, so I love, um, I like franchising because I think there's a lot of real motivated people out there who have an entrepreneurial spirit, but who need a system. Sure. So I think there's a great, you know, I love franchise marketing. I worked in it for a long time. I love franchising. I love the entrepreneurial spirit. People work hard. So I just was asking people, tell me about this waxing business. Is this legit? Do, do you think that people are attracted to franchises not only because of the structure, but also the um, the franchise's um, resources? Like yes. whether, whether it's marketing yes. or... I mean, structure is one thing, but, right. um, you know, take a brand like Anytime Fitness. Right. Most people that are listening to this podcast are going to immediately know what that brand is right. type of thing. Right. So do you think that was a huge draw point for huge you as well? Huge draw point. Yeah. It is. I have seen people open their, you know, Susie's smoothie shop mm -hmm. or, you know, Joe's running shorts. It is very hard yeah. to compete against brands with a lot of money. Exactly. <laughs> you, did, you didn't open, open yeah. Heather's Super Waxing Shop or something no. like that. Oh, so, God, right. no. Yeah. yeah. And, and so along with the brand identity comes the marketing dollars and comes yep. the uh, people want exposure, exposure. They want to walk in. I'm actually, my first job was Subway. Yeah. Okay. So now I will tell you at 16, that was my first job. Yeah. And I was like, I made those sandwiches fast. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that was a Crushing friend. It. You were um, actually a sandwich artist. I was, you were not a <laughs> we didn't call it that back then, but actually that's on my resume. It's my okay. First job. Okay. That's I got actually you. when I became a vegan. Okay. That wow. That was a huge stepping stone. Interesting. Yeah. That, uh, just, I've. 
Yeah. I bet there was some wild, uh, right. wild just, things that you saw there. Yeah, I just was like, you know, I just don't think I want it. It's, it, it seems like you, you're a firm believer in franchises. Um, I am. And just, again, when you take someone who's highly motivated and then you can plug them into a system yeah. and they can follow the steps of the system, they yeah. can be very successful. It's like following it takes a checklist the, yeah, instead of making a, a checklist the, to follow. Right. It takes sure. a lot of the guesswork out. So, again, the success of any time, top leader in global, global franchise history and fitness. And uh, then I found out Wax in the City was a, you know, underneath their umbrella so during this conference i spoke to people and they said this is like the coolest business yeah and i said you know what's so amazing about it because the franchisees not only felt happy but there was a lot of management and serologist staff there yeah and um i would say do you like working for and they're like it is awesome it's so fun we have an amazing culture we elevate the girls in the back to be you know they create the business they have the relationship with the client yeah so i love the fact that the culture was really different did did you have any uh I, I would say predilection towards waxing at all before that, or was it no. just culture that attracted you? It was the culture. I was like waxing my eyebrows at home. Yeah. Like You're I have like, waxing That was horror your whole stories. exposure. Yeah. yeah I yeah. was like, well, I do this at home. And I remember the one time the wax dripped down my eyebrow lash and I almost ripped my entire, you know, all my eyelashes. <laughs> so no, I have not been like, oh, I'm a lifetime <laughs> waxer. You're gonna, yeah. You're going <laughs> to need to give me a minute on that. Hold on. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Good. And, right, and then good. I tried to wax my own son's eyebrows, and I got one done, and he wouldn't let me do the other. So, you know, no, yeah. I had nothing. Nothing. I'm not no experience sense. with no. it whatsoever. I did All work franchise. in the spa industry back years ago, so, um, but I loved the culture. I loved that the franchisees were happy, and the workers and the management there with their owners were happy. Yeah. And let, let me touch on that. So, I mean, let, let's just call things what they are. When you're waxing people, you're ripping hair out of them by the follicle by, by the, the follicle by the follicle deep pool, right Reese. Yeah, yeah deep pool deep by the follicle right so i mean what what is it about your franchise particularly that how how are people happy when they when they come in and when they leave how do people look forward to something where essentially they're they're coming in the the procedure itself is pain you know yeah. you, they they get a fantastic effect they look fantastic after the fact right but the procedure itself is painful right. so so what and i don't want you to be giving me your industry secrets or anything but oh, no. but what what do you do that you know how do they come in and leave with a smile on their face type right. of thing so when they come in the door they we do we really make a point of making them feel very welcome okay right this is again we are providing a service and what goes on in that room is very private and it's very intimate yeah and so when they come in, we try to make them feel relaxed. They fill out their medical form. You know, people will say, why am I filling out this form? Well, we mm -hmm. need to ask certain medical questions. So sure. we know if you have allergies or you um, are taking any medicine that might affect your wax. So yeah. they Do already you, feel like they're in a doctor's office. So yeah. It's kind of, yeah. yeah, it's very professional. Right. Do you ask right. them anything else before they come in, by the way? Uh, we say... Sometimes we'll add, oh, we, actually, yeah. we do. <laughs> you got to tell, tell this story for so, those. Yeah, so we have our like consent form, which is yeah. a long form. And then we have a short form. And, of course, I created this one. And it asks if they have had signs of you know COVID or been exposed to it. And then the third question is, did Carol Baskin kill her husband? <laughs> and that is like the best icebreaker. I, I, I think got I'm such actually, a kick out of that when you said that. Yeah, like, I it's perfect. think I'm going to keep that on the forum until the day I die because it yeah. opens up. It's an icebreaker. Yeah, or up. until somebody says no, and that's right. not going to happen. Because she definitely did right. for sure. Like, like, and I'll say, oh I God. just, you know, I want to make sure we're on the same page here. And then yeah. people will start laughing and... And then we, you know, and it builds that kind of rapport. You know? that, that might sound really silly, but it's also something that it really establishes 
what type of environment you're in type yeah. of thing. If all they had to fill in was just that medical questionnaire, they might, they might think, yeah. Oh God, this is oh, not a, yeah, this is a rigid environment. <laughs> I can't, I can't have any fun here or any, right. you know, that right. type of thing. But yeah. you know, asking welcoming questions like that, there's a huge level of power in that level of customer yeah. service. Because so. this is about building rapport. These, yeah. you know, we want our clients to see our, their serologist every four weeks. So mm-hmm. it is a relationship. This is not, we're going to make a sandwich and go home. This is, yeah. you're going to get to know your girl. We want her to stay here for a long time. Personal relationships. Every yeah. four weeks. So mm-hmm. it's very important that people feel welcome, safe, warm. Yeah. So that's a vibe we give. Sure. Uh, people will say, this is just like a really cool place I want to hang out. We're super fanatics about being clean. Yeah. We have a very, very well-stocked lobby with tons of retail products and skincare products that we sell because it helps with their service. Sure. So, um, and then our serologists come up. They are the key to our business. I have amazing girls who love what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, The interview process was amazing because they would sit down and I would ask them about their schooling and education and they would say, I just love to wax. Yeah. (laughs) And I got such a kick out of that after interviewing 20 girls and they would say, just love to wax. It seems a little like masochistic, you know, like, like, oh, I just love ripping hair out of people. And and I love, I love seeing the grimace of their face when they, (laughs) by the follicle, you know. Right. right. And it was, actually, I think it's very therapeutic. It's instant gratification. Sure. You know, so they're like, I love the smell of it. I love how people feel. And I internally laugh all the time. I'm like, we are making this a very, um, you know, fun experience getting Mm -hmm. people's hair ripped out. Yeah. And so I feel like people can feel the vibe in our studio. Our girls all get along like they're good friends. There's no drama. We don't, we don't, we don't have it, but I don't allow for it, and I don't create that environment. Sure. We are there. We're polished. We're professional. They do a great job. They are loaded with praise all the time. Um, people will come out of the room and say, that girl, like, loves working for you. Yeah. And that's, like, a that's, huge compliment to me. That's the best you can get, really. That's the best you I know. can get. Um, and that's because I, I hope to create an environment where they feel like this is their specialty. This is their craft. I want them to do what they love to do and feel loved doing it. Yeah. And um, and that's, you know, I think unusual as a business owner. You know, they're obviously the bottom line is so important. But if the people providing the service aren't happy. Yeah. And they're not wanting to follow your processes. Your bottom line isn't going to go anywhere. Yeah, it's 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 all about you know, especially in any service industry, whether you're working at a restaurant, nail salon, or mm-hmm. ripping hair out of people. You know, you you have to have a a certain level of of um, you know attention to the customer is what I'll call it. You know, mm-hmm. if customers are having a bad day, you know, you don't just want to just be rip 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 or something. You know, right. maybe you ask them a yeah. couple questions yeah. about you know what's what's going on in your personal life yeah. type of thing. Oh, that, and that's one of the things we encourage is we want them to get to know their clients. Mm-hmm. This isn't just we are not speed waxers. So. Um, a lot of speed waxers. Yeah, that's no, that's how other companies are known. Speed is they get in, they have fifteen or twenty minutes. They're gonna wax whatever you want in that time frame. We don't do that. Reese, it's a real problem. A speed waxer. Oh, yes. that's, I don't know. That that just uh, that just cracked me up. I, I don't know. It's like, come on, come on, get your wax, get your wax. There should be. A, they should make like a cartoon out of that or something. They but probably. Anyway, yeah. that's off topic. But um, <laughs> right. So, but I will tell you, people come in our door and they've sometimes have had that done and so they are like i'm really nervous today i haven't had it done in a while i had a really traumatic experience yeah like people have had trauma with waxing you know i think like there's once in a while you've had a bad haircut but when you've had trauma with a waxing experience you don't want to do it again and then they're coming in and they're giving us that opportunity i'm like all right it's her first time after a long time yeah you know i'm like hey going to take great care of you and i will say this stacy's going to take great care of you and immediately i feel like 
yeah. they feel better. And they do. They take great care of these clients. Yeah. And they come out. You would think that we were giving them massages or, right. you know, Dr. Phil lessons back there. You know, the, the client and the serologist actually do really build that rapport. Yeah. I, I can only, you know, maybe it's maybe it's because I'm a male. I feel I feel like the, the industry is very female dominated. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty obvious. But, um, you know, I feel like this this waxing process and service is what I'll call it is kind of similar to getting a haircut. You know, yeah. getting a haircut is something that it's not like I particularly love getting my haircut or something like that. You have to do it, right? It's something, yeah, it's something that I have to do so that I feel the way that I do, you know, right. have that confidence or whatever. But um, it's, it's just like establishing those relationships. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I mean, the same people have been cutting my hair for ever, you know, and they and probably know yeah. like all your secrets. Yeah. Right. Like, they don't I, even ask. Like, you know, when, when, if I, if I go out of town and, and I, and somebody asks me like, how do you like your haircut? I, mean, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't know what the hell right. y'all use. Like I'm not, a, I, like, <laughs> just tell, yeah. right. You just, yeah. just do it. Like yeah. make it look good. I don't care. Yeah. Like whatever. So it's, it's very interesting how, um, you know, you, you develop this, this certain, relationship with them and, and it's a very intimate thing too oh, yeah. you know especially in waxing i mean oh, you know God. it's you don't get any more intimate than no that. no like there's I, you know, nothing you, like you know i've yet to have someone come out that said i don't like her you yeah. know i mean we um that's one fantastic of, yeah one of my um, favorite things i do every day is we have a um, online portal where our every single client every single time is fed a survey with about 20 questions and the opportunity to give us feedback and this is kind of like how I'm, you know, I, my heart starts like beating. Yeah. I'm opening my, I'm opening my site. I'm like, what are people saying about us today? And it's the best part of my day because we, we have a very, very high score, a 10 out of 10 and um, probably two or three people a day fill out the survey and they will write comments and say, I loved coming here. I felt so relaxed. I felt so comfortable. My girl was amazing. She was so sweet. She took good care of me. Like, and we're ripping your hair out. Right. You know, yeah. so I, I love that. And I share that feedback on a weekly basis with my girls. They get a text message feedback on Friday. And we celebrate that because I'm like, this is what you're doing. This is how you're building, you know, a career um, for a passion that you have with helping people. So, yeah. you know, it takes a very unique person to want to do that and be that close intimate with someone. Definitely. And, um, and it takes a special environment for people to want to thrive in that environment. Yeah. You know, so let's, let's talk about, about reviews, you know, cause, yeah. um, you know, thinking about, uh, up and coming entrepreneur or somebody that's interested in starting their own business or mm-hmm. getting into new business career shifts or something. So, um, what, what types of things do you do? I think it's just fantastic and phenomenal that you end up sending those, those surveys out to everyone, you know, and unlike a survey, you might get it like Lowe's home improvement or something. I can tell you, I've never filled one of those out <laughs> ever. Like, I don't care. Like give me my yeah. shit and get out of here. It's basically, how I feel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah. But in, in something that's that intimate, a service like this, you're getting two and three, you know, reviews a day type of thing on this. But what what types of things um, do you do in order to handle those reviews? So not only, you know, the positive ones, I think you've nailed it on the head. You you make sure to tell your, your girl that performed the service, like, hey, this person loved you. Like, mm-hmm, you did a fantastic mm-hmm. job. But in the event, you know, I'm sure that everybody just the reality of it right. everybody gets it you're dealing with something that, that can be painful so right. there's always something i'm sure mm-hmm. you get like a pain comment or something but how how would you handle something like that in that circumstance so i feel like that feedback for anybody in business is so important you cannot mm-hmm. turn a blind eye and you cannot um not make that an important part of your business because you know for the one person who's writing a good review maybe there's four other people who had a great experience but mm-hmm. for the one who's writing a bad review you don't know if four other had a bad so right. is it really a true cross section of what's going on so yeah. i might get or one independent review. yeah right i might get a review that says hey um i felt like my serologist took off a few too many hairs on my eyebrow yeah 
right? Sure. And so, first of all, I immediately, within 24 hours or probably 12 hours, write back to the client and I say, I am absolutely want to make this right. I'm sorry for your either your frustration or your disappointment. Yep. You know, we specialize in that area. If, you know, we might have just gotten it wrong this time, I'd like to, you know, I, I tell my girls, I will have your back. Mm-hmm. As long as you are being extremely thorough and professional and doing what, the, what we expect up front, I will always have your back and I will fix the issue. I will mm-hmm. never put that back on them. I'll say, hey, you might have had a bad, bad day. Maybe this client's expectations were different, but I will handle it as a business owner Yep. because I don't want to ruin my girl's day. I want to give them the feedback, help them learn from it, but I need to solve that problem with the client. I, I think that's such a powerful thing. That Well, I don't think. I know that's such a powerful thing that you're doing, and the fact that you're handling that is also such a, such a relief for, I'm sure, your employees mm-hmm. because, you know, if, if your employees were dealing with both, you know, let's say that, um, you know, they're, they're doing the waxing and then they're also responsible for reaching out to the people that are unhappy oh, yeah. type of thing. I mean, something like that could ruin, yeah. ruin their day. I mean, yeah, really, I mean, because they you need know. to, you know, when I know they're in their room, they work about six hour shifts. I do not work girls longer than that because, um, it is a very intimate service. They're also being kind of a part-time therapist in there. It's mm-hmm. physical. Yep. And I can tell after six hours, they're like, okay, I'm leaving on a real good note yeah. and not pushing them over the edge where I'm tired or seeing too many people. So sure. We take everything off of them except for performing that service. Yeah. You know, if someone's running late up front, my front desk coordinator knows to call the next client and say, hey, can you give us an extra 10 minutes? Yep. My girls know we have your back up front. You just perform an excellent service. We will take care of everything else. Yeah. So they have very specific processes they have to follow, mm-hmm. which is another reason I love this this um, franchise. They have certain things they have to do every day, and when they do them well and they're consistent, their paychecks grow. Right. Right. And we have certain things as a franchisee that we have to do as well. So I know what our responsibilities are, and they know theirs. And they know I will have your back, and I will fix that client. If yeah. they don't come back, that's okay. Yep. But I will tell you when I— But you're going to try. You're going right. to try to come back. Yep. And I don't think people realize that that survey is coming directly to me. I yep. think they think it's going up in a cloud to corporate office. Yeah. And Some again, when I write something. back and mm-hmm. say, hey, this is Heather, and I'm the owner, and I would like to fix this issue with you, they will write back and say, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I—, I can't believe you like just wrote to me and want to you know fix yeah. this for me and it goes a huge long way yeah and when they come back in i'm like thank you for thank giving you. us another opportunity right. at this and yeah. people want to know they're spending dollars with us and there's not a ton of businesses nowadays everything is such instant gratification do it yourself sure there's not in the service you know besides restaurants or haircuts there's not many other locations where you get that opportunity to really appreciate make things client. right and yeah have a build yeah. a, build a lasting relationship um mm-hmm. one of the things that that i've been huge on for as long as i can remember is is corporate culture mm-hmm. and it, it's not it's not just the culture of you know the way that you interact with your employees but it's also the culture that you that you exude to other people type right. of thing and you know there's it, it means so much to people i mean god knows i've made a ton of mistakes in yeah. my life and um in different careers and jobs that i've had i mean i've said things that i shouldn't we all have that's just the reality of it and i've always tried to make those things right i think that a up-and-coming business owner one of the biggest mistakes they can make though and it's kind of a natural mistake a lot of times is to cower behind you know uh an independent circumstance and so you know let's say i don't know i come to get waxed or something like that and I leave a bad review oh this is painful and you never reach back out to me well you've definitely lost my business forever you know whereas if you reach back out at least you have another opportunity to to regain that trust um one of the things I learned in grad school I have no idea if this is true or not but I believe it it's true it's true enough but they say that for every 
person that has a good experience in a place, they'll tell one person. For every person that has a bad experience at a place, they'll tell 10 people. So a bad experience is is like the cancer that can kill your business type right. of thing. So it's right. really important to It is. To and you know, my things. girls, it's, it's funny. It's believable, right? That quote yeah. is oh, believable. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I'll have a girl come up and say, I think I think that lady wasn't really, really happy. I think, I think like, you might want to reach out, and I will. I'll say, yeah. okay, what happened? Let me be proactive. And I will call someone and say, hey, we, I feel like you weren't super, super happy when you left. There's something that was wrong. Oh, it took longer than I thought. Yeah. And I'll say, okay, that is because right. we are um, our, thorough, we wax, we, yeah. right, we're very thorough. We wax in smaller areas. It takes a little bit longer. So if you're used to going in somewhere for 15 minutes and our service is 30, that's why. Yeah. We just, and they're like, oh, okay, I didn't know if she was slow. I'm like, no, we are just very thorough. And these girls are not under a time crunch to get in and get out. Mm-hmm. So they try to make it more realistic. So sometimes it's just... People don't know our, the difference because they've been Absolutely. used to a certain way. Certain speed waxers. <laughs> speed waxers. They've been used to speed waxing. Speed so they come with us and right. they get to relax and unwind. Yeah. And I will tell you the funniest thing that's happened is oh, people God. coming in after Wait, wait, wait. Is this, is this going to be something that's like PG-13? Because Oh, no. No, <laughs> Reese. We're not going there. We're going to keep okay, it. No. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> no. I had to check. I had to check. Okay, all right. So what's the funniest no, thing that's happened? No, the funniest happened? thing that happened okay. is the minute when... Um, so when we had to close for COVID, you know, obviously yeah. the writing started coming on the wall and we closed before the state made us close because my girls started to feel like, okay, we're not. And I said, listen, if you guys aren't comfortable, we're not doing this. Yeah. Right. So I think I closed on a Sunday and the state mandated Wednesday. So then, um, of course, I'm waiting for the state to tell us when we can reopen. So we yeah. can reopen that 22nd at night at five o'clock. Okay. So you better believe that 22nd at five o'clock, was, I was open. Yeah. And I only had one girl that night. Yeah. And people were literally lining upside outside the door. Wow. And I was like, this is crazy. And they were coming in saying, like, girl, I haven't been alone in nine weeks without oh. my two-year-old. Oh, God. You know, this is the, oh, la- the first 20 minutes I've had by myself. Oh, I'm like, oh, do you want to, like, rent the back room yeah, and like, sleep overnight? Yeah, like, you know? just, like, yeah, calm yeah. down back yeah. there Yeah, and then I had this yeah. one, this particular client who booked, like, one service this week, and then she'll come back in two weeks for another service. And I said, hey, you can, like, get that all done at once. She's like, girl, any excuse <laughs> to leave the house. I know I can't see in two weeks. <laughs> Perfect. People would come in and say, like, I'd wear a hazmat suit if I had to. I oh, mean, God. And, you yeah. know, we were really blessed. I mean, we were really, really busy. I had to hire two new girls to wow. keep up. And um, But back to your culture, I wanted to tell you this. One of the things I love about Waxing the City is they do continuing education and development with us and training. Wow, that's tremendous. That's it's, another resource. It's a franchise it's another resource. resource. Yeah. So, like, when we go to our conferences and our workshops at the office and we have to go sit in comp- uh, workshops, you know, they'll give us that information, that research, and say – 90% of people, even if there's a bad review online, when the owner answers that review, yeah. they're like, hey, I think I might try that out. Yeah. You have to look at the research and say, yeah. you know, I'm very always interested in why do people buy? Why do people do business with certain people? What makes people make that decision? That I'm going to spend money with you. Yeah. Right? And so um, when they give us these opportunities of learning, it's like, okay, so go online, keep up with your reviews, answer yep. them as an owner, do the right thing mm-hmm. because it will benefit. You cannot ignore that. Right. You cannot just say, oh, she was just, she was difficult. Yeah, anyway. she's, she's just being a bitch. She might whatever. have been difficult, right. but that could be a long-term client for us. It's Definitely. not that one-time visit. Yep. Guess what? Hair grows yep. every month. Mm-hmm. This isn't buying a car that you might come back in 10 years. This is, hey, we have the opportunity to see this client every single month yep. for the rest of their life. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? So I, let's make it right. I have a great story about that. So um, I have a very good friend. You know that I used to own two Is he really hairy? Is so, that now? <laughs> I'm going to send him your way. <laughs> so I have this really good friend. And the first time the first time I met him, he came into the store. And straight up, he was an asshole. Yep. I mean, he's having a really bad day. Everything, he's really short, you know, just 
really, and he wasn't used to that level of customer service that, that I commit myself to, you know, just being an asshole. And I was, I was very honest with him. You know, I was like, look, man, I'm not, I'm not going to BS you. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to tell you something that, you know, I'm not going to try to sell you a hot product or whatever, you know, industry stuff. And, uh, you know, he was having a bad day and, um, just cause I took the opportunity to, to take that, you know, off his plate type of thing. He's been a lifelong friend. He's been a good friend of mine for for years now. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting how giving people an opportunity and maybe even trying to cheer them up, trying yeah. to give them a at least an opportunity to have a good day. Um, that's something that's that's so huge. Um, one of the things that you just said to, where you know if maybe a girl comes back and they're like, oh, you know, it seems like she wasn't too happy with it. Maybe you should reach her out. Yeah. You you have successfully. So this, I'm applauding you here you have successfully created a climate of trust with your employees. That's what I would call it from a corporate culture standpoint. And that is so important. It's so important that your employees have enough trust in you that you have their back that they can come to you with that stuff. Because otherwise, how would you know? How and would you know? they come to me with everything. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, I'm like the mom of the studio. And yeah. I know that. Studio I want to take care of them so they can do a good job at what they do. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they come to me with everything. And I, I really try to be a good resource for them. I feel like I'm a constant cheerleader. Yep. I've, but it's, it is a, um, it's not a one time a day. It is consistently through the day. I mean, it is always, I'm like, are they okay? Are you all right? Are things going okay? Do you need a day off? And, one of the things that I really, um, and they know this, is the work-life balance. Yeah. You know, I want, I mean, they come to me every day and say, can I have this day off and change my hour? I'm like, okay, we can do that. Yeah, you know, there's probably times I'm a little bit too nice and flexible, but when I work with them on their schedule and I, if someone wants to leave an hour early because they've had a packed day and me saying, okay, you did a great job today, that's fine. They're mm-hmm. like, huh, that's, they feel, I feel like they feel very comfortable coming to me. Yeah. And it's important because I want a long-term relationship with these girls. I don't want turnover. Right. I do not want turnover. Turnover is a business killer. It is. And, Mm -hmm. and it's costly. We invest a lot of money in these girls. They have to go through a specialized training. Yeah. It used to be in Minnesota where they had to go for a full week. Wow. Now we're doing it in house because of COVID, but it's a big investment to bring someone in, start to build a clientele, have all these people who love them and then say, Oh, well, she's not here anymore. Yeah. It's disappointing. It's bad for business. Yep. And um, so I work hard to make sure they're happy and that their clients are happy. And it's Fle- flexibility is yeah. tough. You know, it's one of those things from a, from a business ownership standpoint. It's like it's like you give and take, you push and pull and everything ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Um, an example in, in my life, we have a outside sales rep and he's actually been working for me for years. He actually came from NutriShop with me and um, he, he's actually probably going to listen to this podcast. So screw you, Austin. But anyway, so, so he always listens to him. You but, should be working, uh, Austin. Yeah, Austin, get back to work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he, uh, I mean, he, he has one of the greatest work ethics of any human being that I know. I mean, he, he'll work sun up to sundown every single day. And I mean, he was grinding the candle at both ends, you know? And I mean, he was working every single day, weekends included. And he came to us and he said, Hey man, I need a day off. And you know what I said? I said, I know you do. I was waiting for you to talk to me about this. I never said you had to work on weekends, dude. He's like, well, you know, I make money on weekends. I was like, well, I mean, do you, I mean, but it's one of those things where, um, you have to give and take with, with flexibility. And Mm -hmm. when somebody's coming to you with that, you never know what's going on unless you ask, but it's one of those things from a business ownership standpoint, from a business management standpoint, um, you have to make those decisions independently. Right. If you read a book, you know, it might say, no, you know, make sure that your employees right. work nine to five every day right. or whatever. But I, I think that we're entering, and especially through COVID, entering this new era of business management where it's not as important to work nine to five as right. it is to get the job done type of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and 
in any job, you know, every all of my girls have a story. Once you really get to know people, A, I like to know what makes them tick. Are you motivated by me telling you, oh, my God, you did a great job today? Or is it like, hey, you know, I'd rather win a gift card and get double my commission? Or is it, sure, you yeah. know, so I, I try to figure out what makes them tick. Mm -hmm. And then I try to um, find that balance for them because, you know what, when people are happy, they perform better. Absolutely. So if they're overworked or stressed or they can't go visit their boyfriend on the weekend because I said no, it, yeah. it translates into that into that room. Yeah. I mean, we're in a very unique situation because whatever goes on in their life, they are working one-on-one -on -one with people. I, yeah. you know, really try to make sure they're... It'll bleed through. It will 100% bleed through. of the time. It will bleed through. And I want them to be like, I love coming to work here. And yeah. then they wrap it up, go home, live their life. And if they have a side hobby that they do, I want them to do that. Yeah. I don't want them to be a, a slave to wax in the city where they're like, oh yeah, I work 50 hours a week and don't do anything. Like, yeah. no, I want you I always to hate to hear that story when people are yeah. like, oh, I worked 50 hours last week. I'm, yeah. I'm so tired and exhausted and stuff. And it's like, yeah. well, you're obviously not very happy where you are. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I mean, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to your employees and, and managing them and, and things like that, um, one of my one of my best business mentors, he said something I've never forgotten, and it just always sticks with me. It's like a part of my you know bloodstream, my conviction. Now he said, um, try to find something that motivates your employees that's not money. Right. And because money, I mean, you know, do you want more money? Yes. Everybody wants more money, no matter what. Yeah. Okay. Let's get that out of the way. But maybe something like um, you know something as simple as like a like a nice shirt that you wouldn't buy for yourself. Right. And then there's an extra step to this. So if you can find something that they might secretly want, mm -hmm. but it's something they wouldn't buy for themselves, mm -hmm. you've gotten a winner on right. that. Those are some of the best ways that you can incentivize your employees. Yeah. Um, back in you know many other many other eras, I did engraved gym bags one time, mm -hmm. and that was something where Reese, what have you like not done? <laughs> I feel like I'm like, <laughs> yes, yeah, so speak for yourself. You you and I have both had a bunch of different yeah. different careers. I, so I did I did uh, engraved gym bags and I did uh, AirPods one time. Things that they they you really, made AirPods? Yeah, I made them out of out of thin. No, no. Wow. <laughs> I wow. bought air. I bought you AirPods. You step it my, up. Yeah, yeah. No. no, do I look like a do I look like a scientist to you? I couldn't. Well, do you that just said you had a biology. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's right, that. Right, and there's right, that. Right. Yeah. So no, but I. So it's something that they wanted, but they didn't want to buy for themselves because right. that price point. And so it was one of those things where what means more to you? Two hundred bucks or right. AirPods? You know. Right. Or so, time off. Yeah, or, or time right, off. Right. right. And that's actually yep. interesting because I have my girls fill out a questionnaire before they start with me. And I say, these are questions because I want to get to know you. And mm -hmm. one of the questions on there is, what motivates you most? Show me the money. Yeah. A day off. You know, um, um, accolades. You know, so I try to figure out what makes them tick. Do, do most of them, just out of curiosity, do most of them select money or, or is it was it I over? let them put, pick multiple choices. So money, sure. only like one or two will not pick money. And they'll say, telling me I've done a great job. The satisfaction of knowing I've done job wow so it's a good blend yeah and and they do they like to hear someone saying girl that lady was really happy she loved you and i probably say that 20 times a day yeah i'm like she loved you I'm like oh i loved her too mm -hmm. like how many people say that about their clients right oh it's i loved her too yeah. yeah very very interesting very mm -hmm. interesting cultural paradigm with that so um yeah. really interesting business I've, i just have one more question for you for you know oh for your business perspective or whatever um one of the things uh, that I love about having you here is that you you have perhaps one of the most unique businesses that we've that we've had on the show at all in the fact that you're dealing with pain, right? And so you know, I think about like a tattoo parlor is the only thing I can really compare it to. But you know, the process of getting waxed isn't necessarily an enjoyable experience. I mean, it, it, there's a little pain factor to it. Having had it done myself, I can tell you it doesn't hurt that bad. But right. needless to say, there's definitely a fear that people oh, yeah. have before they approach. So what types of things do you do 
outside of making them comfortable in the office, but maybe even before they get there, what types of things do you do in order to overcome that stigma or that fear? Or So part of it, I think, is um, Wax in the City has done an an amazing job with their uh, marketing and communication. So we call it the smoothest, most comfortable wax ever. So if you go on our website, it's going to talk about our waxes, a very soothing and healing wax, and it lifts the hair and not the skin. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and people will know what hard wax means versus soft. We have two different kinds of wax. So our wax is much different, and then our technique is much different. So gotcha. if people take the time to like look at the website, they're going to read about that. When they book an appointment, they're going to get you know three things to do before you come in. Yeah. They're going to get instructions after they leave. No, no sweating. No spandex. Yeah. Okay, Reese. No spandex. <laughs> for 24 hours. Hey, well, I guess I can't come in on the weekends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta fight crime so it's educating it's sure. really educating so we try to do a good job of that um in our marketing we try to do a good job of that before people come in the studio and then we are really big about educating the client in the room so in that room they're not just talking about like isabelle and her hedgehog um they're talking about hey i'm having a little bit of trouble with this hair here i really need you to exfoliate exfoliating is going to Get, um, remove those dead skin cells so when we go to pull the hair it comes out easier so in that room they are constantly educating mm-hmm. and then the client comes out and says hey what did what did i need to exfoliate what do i need to make my wax different so yeah. it's education yeah it's again it is a it's a service and it's a system and it's education in the room and yeah. then that all comes together where people feel like i'm really well taken care of right people will say like i learned so much about hair yeah you know and i i do i kind of laugh i'm like this is really fun yeah they're learning something they're having a good time they're feeling warm and welcome we're following up with them we hope to see them again in four weeks and and even upon closing as they're leaving the studio my girls will say i really want to see you in four weeks Mm -hmm. and that's their you know next appointment and my front desk girl you know works hard to get that next appointment and um and that's it's just part of this bigger process but again the culture you can't you can teach it but you got to have the right people within it to make yeah. it all work. Yeah, they have to have the right personality archetypes. Yeah. And they the pain have... is not that bad because yeah. their wax is much different. So it's yeah. actually, we, you know, it's not as painful as people would think because yeah. of our wax and our technique. Yeah. But, yeah, it's very daunting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's the fear factor of mm-hmm. it, you know, and mm-hmm. getting getting through that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Heather, I, I'm I'm just so happy that you, that you took the time to join me this morning. Um, if somebody needs to get a wax, where do they go? waxingthecity.com and you can put in um, either Charlotte or Huntersville and our store will come up and you can book right online. Perfect. Seven days a week. Seven days a week. Seven days a week we wax. Very good. So I have, yep. I have one more question uh, before we before we close out here. I always like to ask somebody something funny before uh, oh before we sign off. It's like, it's just my little thing. It's like, whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter. Okay. This, this, your comment doesn't matter here. No it's pressure. meant to be funny. So okay. um, I'm in a fantasy football league. Okay. And and so the person that loses the fantasy football league, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, you see where I'm going with this? Okay. So so they have to do something, right? Okay. So it's called the Sacco punishment. So they have to they have to yeah. do something, whatever. So so what do you think's worse for for a Sacco punishment? By the way, side note on this. So okay. I'm in a, hang on, I got to tell you this part of the story. I'm in a fantasy football league with ten people. Okay. okay? Three years in a row, in a row. Christian Webb has lost oh, all three in a row. Oh my God, this is perfect. I swear to God, this, this is, is true. perfect. Okay. And, and the thing that's even more embarrassing about that is that it's not like he didn't try. Like right. he tried three years in a row, lost three years in a row. Yeah. I swear to God, this is true. Oh, this so, poor guy. Yeah. So, so what do you think's worse? <laughs> what do you, what do you, what do you, well, actually, let's just, let's just put it this way. 
What what do you think is the worst type of wax that that we could we could get Christian to do for a sacco punishment? From what I hear. From what you hear. From what I hear, the most painful for men is the actual is the chest. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So do you th- okay follow up to that? Do you think that? <laughs> do you think that we should get him to get the winner's initials? Waxed I think yeah, into, I think so. Into yeah. his chest hair, or yeah. do you think we should make him like wax a full eyebrow off? <laughs> oh, that would be. That would be like public humiliation. True. But it would be a really good story. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning toward the eyebrow. Eyebrow? Yeah. But wait, <laughs> now I will tell you, this is, I cannot believe this. So my son actually did this in his fantasy football league. Okay. He had kids at his school. Yeah. He came home one day and said, Mom, Uh-oh. me and my principal and my friends at, at school are in a fantasy football league and the loser has to get a Brazilian. Oh, God. <laughs> and I said, you actually had this conversation with your principal? With your principal, yeah, yeah. I was like, Bryce. And he said, yeah, and I think she might lose. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, oh my, my God. God. This is not my child. Yeah. This, this is, is this has gone a little far. Proud of our kids. <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm so proud that this was the punishment. So I'm glad yeah. that you're going to carry the history of this. Oh, for sure. For Sacco. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Heather, thank you so much for joining. Thank you. And come on in whenever you want. We'll yep. complimentary back wax. All righty. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. See you soon.